0: Hi, it's Terry from No Crumbs Left, and I'm sitting across from lifetime friend, Larice Bell. Welcome, Larice. Hi, Terry. And I mostly call her Lori, but she also has Larice. Anyway, people have said often, we, you know, there's a bunch of questions we want to ask you. We want to know more, you know, behind the scenes. How did this happen? So we decided to do an episode, um, a little bit what people got on the book tour, where they really got you know, questions that someone asked, and, they, and so we're going to talk about that. And Lori's going to lead us. What do you got for me, Laura?
1: Okay, there's so much here. There's so many questions. But, you know, I've known you for a long time. And though you're such a public person to so many and have so many people in your life, you're really a private person. How do you reconcile that?
0: I mean, the public part is it's a lot of fun. What's happened? What's grown? You know, where we've taken it? um, What's what's gone on has been, you know, a little bit like a miracle. Um, But the truth is, uh, I am a small world gal, and I always have been. And I am an extrovert, but in many ways, I'm also an introvert. And I have, you know, my, my dear close friends, I have my family, I have, you know, Roy, I have all of those things that really keep me grounded and then let me sort of go off to all of these places where it's exciting and a lot of fun. But I think if you don't have that base of family, even faith, love, heart, then, um, then it's just different. And those things keep me grounded and make it all a lot more fun. And so you talk about faith, and I
1: know you to be a spiritual person. Tell me about growing up um, in a Catholic household, but
0: expanding um, your faith and what that looks like. Um, You know, I was raised Catholic, and I really consider myself fortunate because that just gave such a foundation Um, you know, but that didn't necessarily, I like to say I'm recovering Catholic and it, which doesn't mean that that should be for anybody else. That's just sort of where my journey has taken me. My mom was, well, she was Catholic, but she was also a searcher and she really taught us to be searchers also. And I feel so lucky to have had that. I would say that I am not religious, but I'm definitely spiritual and that in many ways that guides, you know, so much of my life. I mean, last week in Friday Favorites, um, you know, we had this, you know, the, all of the, the power of creating what it is you want, the law of attraction. That is the place that I live. That is the place that I come from. You know, and that is a journey that started for me when I was, you know, probably 18 years old um, and just taking those principles, embedding them in my life so that they're second nature and not to say that I'm very good at manifesting some things and then others really are a challenge for me. Um, but I would say all of those things uh, help. Should I answer that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you... Okay.
1: <laughs> well, so the reality is you've been pretty successful at it. And so how do you deal with the challenges? Because I see, you know, no being a maybe. There's right. so many things right. that get you to the other side.
0: How do you work through that? Right. I mean, first of all, you have know, a person with a lot of energy. People are always like, how do you have that much energy? Do you rest? Do you sleep? I don't rest that much. Um, you know, I'm in my 50s and this is my moment. So why in the world would I be doing anything but go in full force. And as I've often said, when I hear a no, if I go after something, I hear no as an absolute maybe. So I'm not a person that's afraid to pursue something. I'm not afraid to absolutely go after it. And I'm not afraid to hear no. I'm not afraid to fail. Um, And I think when you're 21, you know, it's much harder than when you're in your 50s. At this point, it's like you either really like me or you don't. And either is, is okay for me. But I'm a very, very driven person. I came from a man who was very, very driven and was, you know, a visionary in so many ways. And so I think, in so many ways, I have my dad's drive, um, and I have my mom's heart and love of people. And um, you know, that I've been blessed to have those things, and that that has helped me. But I'm just not afraid to go after something. And if we fall flat on our face, I'm okay with it.
1: Right, right. It's like you're extraordinarily. Prolific. And, you know, as has been mentioned, I think it was I even might have said something in the paragraph I wrote for the book, you get more done by nine o'clock when people are just getting up than other people get done in a day. (laughs) Right. So, um, you know, as I've seen you, you know, I I was saying you were like a parked Ferrari for a long time and now the garage door is opened and you've hit the pedal and it's down to the metal and you go for it you know but i would say that i don't know that you though you were parked you were always thinking and always going how how do you think you get from thought to action
0: well that's a that's a good that's a good question um i love the parked ferrari i mean the truth was you know i had been through a divorce and i was raising teenagers and that is All the same skill that allows you to be successful in anything else. I mean, being a mother and negotiating all of that takes every bit of forethought, brilliance, expertise, love, heart, and discipline, you know. So that really prepares you for anything, which is why I always like hiring mothers because I know that they know how to get stuff done. Um, I would say... I don't know how I get from thought to action, but it's like I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm asking people about it. I have my iPhone. I have notes on every single subject that I'm working on. And so at any given time, I could be working on a Whole30 Takeover. You know, I've got uh, four or five brands that I work with every month. And then every week, there's, there's not only a Friday Favorites and a podcast. So, you know, I think that I'm disciplined about getting it done. I have help. I have a lot of smart people that I know in the world. I'm, I'm not afraid to call anybody at any time and ask for anything um, in terms of, like, what do you think? And is this a good idea? And what is your thought on this? And I also just love, like, the Friday Favorites have been so fun. And it's been really fun to involve other people, to go to other people in my community and say, what do you six women think about you know, prayer or commuting with the divine, what is your thought? You know, whether you're an earth mama, you know, whether you're Buddhist, you know, whatever it is you are, um, what does that mean to you? And, and, and it doesn't have to be in a traditional sense at all. So, um, I mean, the truth is I'm excited about what we're doing. And when we're excited about what we're doing, the universe expands, you know. But I want you to know, you know, probably the hardest thing for me is balance because I'm, I'm good at go and I'm not so good at stop. Um, and like last night or the night before I got to Roy's, it was like, I don't know, eight o'clock. I just, it's like, I laid on the bed in my clothes and like, it's like I had to just shut down. It was like, I couldn't do one more thing. I couldn't think about one more person because sometimes I have to stop. And I would say that is my emerging skill, (laughs) which self-care, self-care. I mean, here's the thing. I eat great, you know, I get some exercise, um, I drink plenty of water. So I think that I that I do have all that. Could I do more of that? Absolutely. But for me, it's also, it's more about shutting down. It's more about turning off. It's more about, you know, because it's a lot to keep up with. You know, used to be a lot when there's 20,000 followers, but you've got 300,000, and then you've got half a million on Facebook, and then you've got the blog. You know, it's like, how does one include everything? And as as we do more, and more happens, it's it's, you know, it's... So you've wher- got... We're you've moving. got all those pieces, right? right? And you've got a whole lot of plates that you've
1: done really well at keeping in the air. And you know, self-care is emerging. But um you still respond to all of your direct messages. I do,
0: right? That's me. Yep. That's me. And then, you know, on top of that, there's there's all the list for pottery and what people want and and I keep track of all that and I'm literally getting in touch with all these people. So it's a lo- it's definitely a lot. I mean, it's a heck of a lot of fun. So mostly what it is for me is I'm having the time of my life. I I think it's fantastic. And so speaking of like the pottery. Okay. How did that happen? How did that
1: happen? And who do I have to know to get a platter?
0: I know. Isn't it crazy? I love my marinated onions. It's one of my magic elixirs. I was like, I really, I had bought a lovely bowl in Napa, a little bowl that I kept them in and the potter who's gone back into business now, went out of business. And I was originally going to contact him and say, could you make me some marinated onion bowls? He wasn't in business anymore. So on a given day, it was like I made a decision. You know, I have this bowl. I know what it is I want because I want to spout and I want to handle. And I contacted a local potter and said, could you come by? Um, we gave her a design. Um, she made some up and I said, make some extra. We, we had extras and I did a story about it and they all sold and, you know, and so began a business. If you, I could have never said, oh, I'm going to, I mean, maybe I could have, but I never ever said, oh, I'm going to have a pottery business. I could have never dreamed where it would take us. But now it's like, we have a curated line. We've got 10 pieces. Everything sells out pretty much instantly. People get on lists. You have to be a blog subscriber to really get on the list. We send out VIP links um, and we're creating beautiful pieces. And the beautiful thing about a small business is you can do that we can do like, you know, we're going to do our mirrored and onion bowls. It's become the everything bowl, which is the bigger bowl and the platter and the triple prep bowls. And there's a Fred bowl named after my dad and a Patty bowl named after my mom. But it's really, really fun to have the business and it's really fun creating new ideas and new products. And, you know, so many things are just made and then we try them in the kitchen and we see what works. And so much of it is just that, does it work in the kitchen? And people see them on the stories and then they're like, we would like one of those, you know, so um but what's great is we're doing small batch everything so if it's like if a product run its course we have no problem letting it go it's like wasn't that great and let's move on to something else
1: yeah i you know i i i see this and you've managed to start about 5 different businesses accidentally. within accidentally but um what I find is they you know it's like in figuring something out, you followed your passion hundred percent, and this is not a new thing for you right um, you've all you have what most people keep a TV in, that's all your platters, right, and you've collected them as long as I've known you. How long from the time of inception, the idea for the pottery till you actually made your first pieces
0: and got them out? I'm telling you two weeks. Some people, they think about a business, they do this, they talk about that. We had that. And I said to her, I need them in two weeks. Okay, say that again. How long did it take? It took two weeks. Two weeks from I have an idea to we have a product that we're selling. And this is just
1: so Terry.
0: And this is not even, this is a year and a half ago.
1: This is called Leave No Stone Unturned. Yeah.
0: And and, and then it was just like off to the races and every piece sold. And eventually we we realized that... that we needed a potter that really was a production potter. Right. And so we've private, private labeled it. Um, and we've got more than one potter working. And it you know, they're happy, I'm happy. It's a beautiful collaboration. And I feel um, it's very, very joyful for me.
1: So growing beyond the blog and Instagram, your podcast launched last summer,
0: and you've done so far, how many episodes? I think we're at 30. I think we're thir- we're in the 30s, mid 30s. Uh-huh. And it was um over a year ago. Um and you know some people may know the story but my daughter dating a woman and people would see um, us on Instagram stories, and people would be like, oh, why don't you... It's sort of like people were stunned that I didn't feel I needed to explain that my daughter was dating a woman or there had it to be a caveat or anything like that. So people were like, we would really like to know more about the story. And we were like, how can we do it in a way that's going to be respectful to Lucy and I and contained and kind and so... um Joe Feldman, who at that point was one of the co-writers for, uh, co-head writers for co writers for Cards Against Humanities, contacted and said, and she's since become a dear friend, and said, why don't you come to Cards Against Humanities and we'll host the podcast here? And so we came. It was a beautiful experience. It was mostly Lucy schooling me about what it means to be an ally and how an ally isn't a place that you arrive, but it's a place you're learning and growing all of the time. And many of the things I've learned in life, the truth is I've learned from my daughter because you know i think of her as my teacher in so many ways and um and i think of you know me as her mother uh, but she always has you know gone beyond what's the next thing how do i make a difference in the world so it was a privilege to do that i would say the podcast went viral in many ways and it families really used it um especially you know lgbtq plus families um and mothers all the time contact me and say Wow! It never occurred to me that I could just be an advocate, that I could champion my child, that it wouldn't have to be something that I feel bad about. You know, so many kids contacted Lucy. So many kids brought the podcast to their mothers or women brought it to their neighbors. You know, um, who you know have an LGBTQ plus person in the family, and it's been uh, it's been amazing. What a freaking gift that was for us. And then it was like, well there are so many more conversations to be had. So, while you think that this mostly is about food, we really don't have it mostly about food. We have it about other things. And now we're on our second season. Um we're just we're having a we're having a great time and we're talking about everything because we're not experts. We're just really people who are trying to figure out our questions.
1: But isn't that the way life goes? And you know, so what I hear in the podcast, what I see in your business is that you have a heart that is open to a lot of people, and you know you're accepting, and you have this huge capacity to engage many people from many different places. Um, you know, um, you really own it. So, how how do you manage that? How do you how do you um, navigate your way through do all that, of this?
0: It's always tricky on the, on a platform, right, because you're going to have people who feel all different kinds of ways. One thing I don't get on the page is political. I, I don't get into that. I think people want to rest from that. But I think human rights is actually not political. So that is something that I, as a mother, can speak to as human rights. And so if there's a way that I can be an advocate for, certainly, first and foremost, my own daughter in the world— Um, But, you know, I come from a woman who just was open and loving and that's really what she taught us. So uh, so there was so there was never any stigma for me. And I, um, you know, I just I'd like to make a difference in the way that I can. And sometimes it's frustrating because people come to me and they want me to speak about something or bring something on the platform. But what I really try to do is listen to people because sometimes initially I feel defensive like oh gosh this and do I have to and what is this and you know about just different topics and then I just always try to like really listen and let it go in even if I'm feeling defensive you've always been I mean you're you're such a human rights person and you're always um my litmus test like I always check in with you what do you think about this Laurie there are times where you'll say I think you have to speak to this and so I think I'm smart enough to listen to other people and I'm lucky enough to have people in my life that I can trust
1: absolutely um, one of those people, obviously, was your mom, absolutely, who's been gone nineteen yep. years, and you know, you've you've maintained this connection, this this from the other side, and you see her in many ways. Um, how has that helped you to navigate
0: being a mom and being a giving person? Um, you know, because she was such an example, I would say the level of love that we had is matched by the level of loss. But, you know, her example of being such like a loving person, and she she really made a difference in the world. She cared about making a difference in the world. She didn't have to. She was in a position where she didn't have to, yet it was very important to her. And she did it in small ways. So my parents were just an amazing example of, of what it was to make a difference, and they did it quietly. Um, and so she's with me always. And even though... She's gone. I feel that she's here, too. You know, when people say, well, what do you think your your mom would think of all this? I mean, I think she would be proud. You know, I can't help but tear up. But I also think she's here on some level. I really believe that she is here. I believe that she is, you know, the guiding force. And would I love to have celebrated this journey with her? Would I have loved for her to have seen Patrick and Lucy as grown-ups and shared the book tour? Would I have loved for her to have met Roy? You know, more than anything in the world, you know, but I just feel like the best that I can do is live the best life that, you know, and every day if I try to make a difference, I know that I'm saying thank you to my parents.
1: You know, Terry, you're so, you're so Terry, but you're so Patty. You're so Fred, you know, and that's saying uh, from generation to generation. It is so what you do um, from the ancestors to your children. Um, And... I find it so empowering and so we were talking about how you listen but i and so I guess this is a statement not just a question but how um how do you how do you stay strong with what you believe and i know i know you spoke spoken to it a little bit but how do you stay strong with what you believe
0: and move through it I just bit by bit, I mean I think we just try to do the best we can and we have to be guided by what we know and then we have to feel like we can check in and and get help and get perspective. So I would say that I just try to do it bit by bit every day. And there are times that it's that it's hard to know what's the right thing. Is this something I discuss on the platform? Is this something I don't discuss? In terms of my own daughter, well, that's a no brainer right, because right. she just she is my heart, you know. And Patrick is my heart. But when it comes to other things, it is always a challenge to figure out what is the right thing to do. And I just I think you have to trust your own instincts. My dad really taught us to trust our instincts. I do trust my instincts. Doesn't mean you know I'm also can be afraid of things, and then I have to say. Is this my instinct or am I afraid? And, you know, like my dad used to say or someone, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you, (laughs) you know. So I just try to do – I just try to do my best. And there are – you know, here's the thing about this job. There are the haters that come along, you know, people who will slide into your DMs and just really like be like totally unkind or like unconscious or, you know, where it's just like – if you don't like me, it's like, you can unfollow. I'm not going to come figure out why you unfollowed. Right. You know, but but people who really are unkind are or, or to come to say unkind things. That's The truth is this. I am a warrior woman with a marshmallow center. So as strong and out there and, you know, all of that. I'm a Sagittarian, so I'm, I am very social justice, you know, making a difference. Like, don't anybody do that person wrong in front of me because I'm going to come over and all of that. I am still a, really a sensitive person. So when people right. come after me or... You know, have like made up things, and that's happened. That's very, very hard for me. It's very, it's really painful, and I working through that is a challenge that I'm still figuring out.
1: Right, just because it's this platform where you don't necessarily always see people. There's someone on the other side who has feelings. Yes, right, right. And so there's another thing that that is a kind of a boundary uh, breaker, and that to me is, you know. You see a lot of people who are younger and they're doing this, and you're at the forefront of this whole social media thing and and you're changing things f- in terms of how people see things and do things um you know, as you say, beyond your skis how do you how do you do that, or how did you get into it?
0: You know, I don't let other people limit me. I mean, of course, there are people where it's like Social media, and you're 21, and a size two, and you know, I mean, you're 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 telling people about lipstick and all of that. I just try to mostly just be me, be authentic, um, do my thing. I know how to stay in my own lane. It's not like I'm not aware of what's going on in other lanes, but if I start watching what my neighbor is doing too much, I get off of what I know. And the reality is, I've got really good instincts, and if I listen to myself and I follow my passion, and it's like there's a thread. And I see the thread, and the thread is here. And then I follow the thread, and then the thread takes me to the next place, and the thread takes me to the next place. You know, if people had said, like, five years ago, can you imagine you'd be doing this, and you'd be publishing a weekly newspaper that all these people have signed up for, and you'd be talking about even things like that I ridiculously send out my my clothes. Hilarious to me, because I don't even like to be photographed, that people would be like, what are you wearing? What is it this? Where did you get it? I wouldn't have believed it. And that's why I think it's fantastic to have a five or 10 year plan. But why don't live your life from a place of passion? Keep doing the next right thing. See the thread. And this is how I see the thread. It's a rainbow. And I just follow the thread. And then I get to this part of the thread. And then the next right thing happens. So I'm not worrying about what am I doing? I'm not worrying right now. Am I going to do another book? Will I do a TV show? Am I doing this in five years? I'm just at right now, I want to really produce good content. I want to do my Friday favorites, I want to do my podcast, I want to have my bowl business, I want to have our brands we work with, and for this moment, this is enough. I mean, I, we can't even get it done in a day, so how could we add anything to it? And there are things that I turn down. I've had opportunities. I've had you know networks come to me where it's like, this is, but this doesn't feel right to me, and I will have no problem. You know, The first several book offers that came to me, I had no problem saying no because my intuition said, this is a bad idea. This isn't the right time for this, and I trust that innate voice deeply in me that says it. So I don't worry if it's like, oh, well, what would you come and be on the show? If it doesn't feel right to me, I just don't do it. Now, by the same token, there have been clients where it's like, is this the right thing for me? And for a moment, I might have hesitated, and then it was like, oh, this has been, this is fantastic. So, you know, I also question my own self. So
1: you say you question yourself all the time, but that doesn't seem to stop you from moving forward. No. Um, for instance, with Friday Favorites. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how you've yes. done a, a certain amount of them. It's went from being a general kind of newsletter, well, always things that were Terry connected, but it's gone so much into the deeper Terry right. and the soul Terry. Tell me how you do it and what spurs you to, to
0: keep it going. I mean, we started um, about a year ago. And um, it was really, you know, sharing a recipe, getting things out, you know, and that kind of thing. And I never felt like we have to start this Friday Favorites and it has to be perfect. Like, I'm never one of those people that goes, I can't do this until I'm perfect. I don't feel that way at all. I feel like, let me put it out there. It's okay if it's not perfect. So we started with something and, you know, people liked it. People liked it a lot. But at a certain point, I was like, "There are, there's much more to me and there are, there's something more that I want to say. And I feel like, I don't feel like... I'm afraid to say this deeper thing. I'm just not afraid to say the deeper thing. And if people love it, and here's the thing, people have loved it, then I'm delighted. And if people feel like, oh, this isn't what I want, you know what, unsubscribe, absolutely no problem. So, you know, it started, I mean, where I did one on Um, symbols and symbols in your life and symbols that those have gone by. And people loved it. I mean, they really loved it. And so many people, other bloggers shouted me out and so many people came to me and like, we want you, you know, with the Friday favorites on this. Then I read the Shonda Rhimes book about a year of yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, a year of yes. I want to have a year of yes. So I, you know, I did one on that. You know, I ended up doing one on self-care um, last week, I did the Law of Attraction, which is something that I believe and know and live. So it was very easy for me to speak on it. And it became so wonderful because I went to people in the community and I went to authors and said, do you want to put something in? And I'll tell you what authors say. They say yes. They right. want to put something in. They want this newsletter to go out to people. So... And we're not working on like 10 weeks ahead. I mean, like last Friday, it was happening on Friday. This week, I've said, no longer is that happening. It's happening on Tuesday. And then I can start next week so that, we can have, so that we can have a breath. Because it is such a labor of love. It is a lot of time. And this is one thing to know. At this point, it's 100% unsponsored. Not that we couldn't have sponsors, because we absolutely could. But because I'm creating from this other place, and I want to really have it be what I want. And then we'll work out what we need there. You know, So I always feel like if you're being your true self, the universe is going to bring what you need everywhere else. But sometimes you just create from that place. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, The other thing I want to say was the issue, the prayer issue was just so beautiful. All of these women speaking about it from different religions. uh, It was just like people were deeply, deeply touched. And I mean, hundreds of people wrote me to say, like, how do I get out? How do I see it? How do I how am I a part of it? Because we live in a world where there's we're divided. You know, are you this or are you that? Are you for me? Or are you against me? I'm always going, what connects us? How can we be more civil and more together and more aligned, even when we may have views that are very, very different? How do we find the humanness in us? Right, right. And so you,
1: you really have been such a community builder, you know, and how do you go about connecting with other
0: bloggers? And why is it so important to connect? I think if you're growing a blog, it is the most important thing because um, it's just important to get yourself out there. It's important to meet new people. In the beginning, when I when I really didn't have a lot of followers, I would connect with a blogger that I liked, that I thought was cool, that I really liked their Instagram and said, let's do a giveaway together. So we started doing giveaways together. Now, I don't know if you're a blogger right now that that works, but I'm saying three years ago, it was a really freaking great idea. And the truth is, I was on the forefront of that idea. Right. I made that idea happen. A lot of people are doing it and it's a spinoff really in many ways. Um, but it was like, I didn't mind going to a blogger who at that point, point had 50,000 followers and saying, do you want to do this together? I mean, I'd like to say on a Friday night, I messaged, you know, um, all clad and said, would you consider doing a giveaway with me? They said yes. And by Monday morning we had started that giveaway. I went to Jack who had, I think 500, the Jack Harding, my good friend from Canada, and he had this Instagram about 500 calories. And I went to him and said, do you want to do it with me? Now, here it was, I was, I was, you know, I had whatever, 11,000 followers. But I went to Jack, he had this engaged following. And Jack never said, well, you've got 11,000 followers, forget you. He was like, let's go. And we did it. And it was very successful. And then I went to many other people. And I said, I'll tell you what to do. We'll set it up. We'll launch at the same time. And I just, it was like so exciting and it was so fun. And it was like we were on the forefront in the wild, wild west. So I did it with maybe a dozen bloggers and it really brought me to another place. But then there was a point where that paradigm of partnering with people, that ended. So it was like, and I could feel this has come to an end now. We're not doing that anymore. I do kind of things on my own. I do things with brands. I make up my own stuff. You know, I do my 300K and my 200K. And, and, you know, it may not be for everybody. You know, I'm sure there are bloggers who might have a thing or two to say about me on that score. But here's the thing. I am simply operating from joy. I'm having a great time. And my thing, it's about giving back. The truth is when you do these things, you don't even get that many followers out of it. To me, it's just that we are having a lot of fun and I grew up in a family where my mother made everything really fun. So for me, the 300k it's like thank you so much. Thank you for making a difference. And the fact that 10 brands want to show up and give away 7 things, I mean, it is some freaking fun. Let's just say it was like being in Patty's present closet. We
1: had that moment where Terry's mom had this wonderful present closet. I being a girl without a mom, I'd never seen anything like this. And I went with Terry and it's just like she's got gifts and they're all the greatest things. So I felt like your 300K was Patty's present closet on steroids.
0: Totally. And mind you, when we get to 400K, you know, I feel like we've done that and we're going to do something different. And I don't know what we'll do, but it was like that. We ran it. We did it. It was a lot of fun. And just like there's a time for that to end, I feel like that is done. You know, thank gosh, Lori, uh, Lori Harris. Uh, is doing the, you know, taking care of the 70 prize when it's because, you know, that's all stuff that I couldn't do that I'm not capable and that I don't want to do. And she makes it easy for me to do that. So,
1: Well, and and I hear you talk about things that you're not capable of. And obviously you have a team. You have Zach. You have Lori. You have Joanna. You have Maria. You have Lucy Kay. You have Lucy in California, Patrick, Roy. So you have all of us, but you work harder than anyone I, I know. And so you surround yourself with people who are who are like-minded. Very different, a lot of ideas, but everyone's a hard worker. Um, when you're out there, what is a what is a hard no for you? Like what is the thing that is just not an okay?
0: Well, I mean, in terms of whatever, what I can think is people who are not I want to say in a way lazy people, that's an absolute no for me. Um and I would say people not it's like you want to be a part of what we're doing. We are running from morning till night. We are go, go, go. We are ideas we are on top of. We are keeping track of. And for, so if someone's not that, that's a no, that's a no for me. I, that is not something I tolerate easily. Now, I'm not saying that's good. That's an advantage that I'm that way. But it's not something I can tolerate. So you've just passed your 300K. Tell
1: me, how did, how did you get all of these followers
0: I mean, it is very simple, but it was one follower at a time. I mean, first of all, I never in the beginning said, oh, I, I'm looking for 300K. Like, it really wasn't that. I was talking to people about what I love, which is cooking and eating and living. And so it was really from the beginning when my when I first, you know, people were first following, I literally thanked every single person that followed. You know, in the beginning, I answered every single message. I literally can't now. So I heart messages, and when there are questions, I certainly ask and I get my DMs. But it was really being myself, you know, and it was really talking about content that I was excited about. And I think if you're blogging, you know, what is it? That, what is your message? What are you trying to say? What is your account about? Do people know what it's about? And really engaging. You know, those people that can go and reply to every single comment, I mean, that is the best piece of advice that you can. And hopefully you have something to say. But if you're not speaking from what you know or what's true, it's not gonna be authentic and it's gonna be pretty hard to grow the account.
1: With all of that, what do you do for downtime?
0: Thank God I have Roy. Um, Downtime is, you know, it used to be that I mostly lived at home, you know, and now I really work at home. And I sort of live with Roy. So I would say, you know, he is in many ways my downtime. I mean, I'd like to say that I'm doing a lot of other things. And, you know, occasionally I have smart friends like yourself that find a way to get me out of the house, you know. And that's – it's always a challenge. But I would say my downtime is being with Roy, having dinner with him, taking a walk. You know, we listen to books on tape. I almost watch no TV. Who has time? I mean, who has time? Um, So I would say that is really what I do. And I love to travel, And so the wonderful thing about blogging is you can work from anywhere because you can talk on any subject. And so I just make the travel a part of it.
1: So magic is a big part of your life, always has been. Um, How do you keep the magic going?
0: Um, Well, the good thing is I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I enjoy this process. People say, did the book tour exhaust you? I had the time of my life. I mean, somehow we were able to stay balanced. You were on it. You know, it was like, you know, the girl's trip of a lifetime. Um, You know, we ate well on the trip. We made a commitment that we weren't going to eat poorly. And we, you know, I just, I enjoyed the whole thing. I didn't let myself get strung out. Um, So magic is about, it's just following that thread. It's following your heart. It's, you know, trying to live as much as you can in your heart. And it is really seeing magic is a choice. You know, we can see anything from any place. Now, here's the thing. I'm living a privileged life. I've got this great job. So that's easy for me to say. But I do think that we attract what we think about, what we see. And so sometimes it's really about changing how you look at things. Um, I choose to see that that there's limitless magic wherever I go. And you know what? That's what I experience, which isn't to say that I don't have sad times or hard moments. But I think um, we're limitless beings, and just choose to see magic, and magic will come to you. This has been so much fun. Thank you for coming, and being here, and you know, asking the questions that that people have. And I sure love you.
1: I sure love you. So happy to be here with you always.
0: Um, if you want to find Larice, you can find her over at. Where do we find you? Larice Bell. At Larice Bell, right? At Larice Bell,
1: yep. That's my handle. That's her handle.
0: Um, So definitely, if you haven't subscribed for the Friday Favorites, get on over there on the blog and do it. And if you're not a subscriber to the podcast, it's free and unsponsored, and we would love you to join us. Um, Otherwise, find me on Instagram, Facebook, or the blog. Have a great day.